brought to you by the Center for the Arts of Greater Lapeer. The PIX podcast showcases the best of the PIX Theater and Gallery 194's featured artists, musicians, and entertainers. We are the Center for all things art and entertainment in Greater Lapeer. Here's your host, Jill Lynn Lyons. Welcome. Today, our guest on the PIX podcast is Tommy C. of Tommy C. and the Black Widow Grease Band. That is quite the title you got there for your band, Tommy. How are you? I'm doing great. And thanks so much for having me, Jill, today. Yeah, that's a crazy title that my son actually invented the title. He's he actually the current drummer for Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath. And he said, what kind of name can I give your band that's a little bit different that still sounds kind of cool retro? And he came up with that and we've been using it ever <laughs> since. We're having a good time out there and we're excited to come to the Pix Theater. I've been there one time in my life and it's a great, great venue. You're doing some great things there. Well, thank you. Not only have you been there once, but I do believe if we go to, to your website, the first thing you see is your name on the Pix marquee. Right on, right. My name's in lights, right at, <laughs> right at your joint. So everybody all over the world on the World Wide Web can see that. So that's pretty cool, huh? It is very cool. And I do recommend that everybody do go to Tommy's website and you can watch his video that was filmed in front of the pics. There you go. There you go. So Tommy, when did the love affair with music start? Oh, the love affair with music started way, way back. It's so long ago. McDonald's only had one arch at the time, but it was a long, <laughs> it was a long time ago. I would say 1975, me and my sister went to see the King Elvis Presley at the Pontiac Silverdome. That was 1976, I believe. And from then on, I was just, I was just gone. And I, you know, I started my own group at that time. And all through my career, I've been I've been fortunate enough to work with some of the legends of rock and roll. And that's what my show is really based on. It's a it's a tribute to the architects of rock and roll. Ten years I was with Chubby Checker, you know, the guy that did the twist and had all those great records and kind of changed the way people danced, etc. And uh, I worked with Chuck Berry and Little Richard and Jerry Lee Lewis and Fats Domino and Bo Diddley and the Crystals, and Martha Reeves, and the Vandellas, and Davy Jones, and the Monkees, all these groups I've worked with and backed, and, uh, you know, I've learned a lot, and that's what my show is, I do long sentences, by the way, it's kind of a tribute <laughs> to those, to those acts that I've worked with, and a lot of people don't realize it, I mean, all these, all these classic rock legends out there, Aerosmith, Cheap Trick, the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, they all got they all started playing that kind of music at that time. They, you know, they revered, you know, the the original artists, mostly black artists, you know, other than maybe Jerry Lee and Elvis and things. They revered that kind of music. And if you go back to their first albums, they they played they played Chuck Berry, they played Bo Diddley. That's what they did. So I urge young people to come out with their with their parents to this show because we're gonna we're gonna kill it and and burn it up out there on March twenty sixth at the Pix Theater. So it's, it's gonna be a good time. And I wanna say this to you right now, I have decided that every person that buys a ticket to our show and comes in will receive a free CD called Hidden Treasures, which is, which is that's worth $20 in itself. And I'm, I'm just gonna do that because I want to, I love the city of Lapeer, I love what you're doing out there. And it's a CD called Hidden Treasure. It's a lot of my favorite songs that we're gonna be doing that night. And they can walk away with a little piece of memorabilia. Hopefully have a great time. Oh, that's awesome. And hopefully there'll be one for the executive director too. 
Oh, there'll be a little more than that. Some <laughs> swag for you too. Oh, yay. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to have a good time. And do you guys serve refreshments there and things? We do. We have do. beer and wine. Oh, you do? Okay. And then we have our full concession stand as well. So we have fresh made popcorn, which you'll smell the minute you walk in the building. And then movie candy too. You know, the big boxes of candy. Sure. And sure. The, yeah. Yeah. We have yeah. all of that. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. So I hope I hope to see a lot of people out there. And I want to give a little push here at the end, so we can we can you know fill up the joy and have fun because I do a, I do a lot of stuff with the audience. <laughs> you know, the audience is involved the whole show, so people will have fun. Well, that's good. So backing up a little bit, you just dropped a whole lot of rock and roll history names that you've worked with. Some pretty living major living legends. Can you give us a few? stories about working with some of these fantastic legends? Well, I have many, many stories, and I have told this before on various radio shows and podcasts, but I'll give you my favorite story, which is an, a Chuck Berry story, right? And he was okay. really, he was really the, he, he was really the, the king of rock and roll. Well, anyhow, we were going to do a show. I'll try to make it short. We were, we're going to do a show down in Florida many years ago, 1994, 95, 93, in, in a Tampa, Florida. And on that show, we were going to open the show. It was going to be a great big show and a great big field. And they expected 20,000 people. We were there to back Jack Scott. You know that name? He's from Detroit, by the way. And a lot of his, he just passed away recently. He was kind of a rockabilly kind of a guy. Then we were going to back Del Shannon, who had the I song called name. Runaway, Hats Off to Larry. We were going to back him. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, a week before, that show happened, he passed away, unfortunately. And then we were going to also back Freddie Boom Boom Cannon, who had the song yeah. Tallahassee Lassie, Way Down Yonder, New Orleans. Yeah. And then the headliner on the show was Chuck Berry. And Chuck Berry always insisted that a different band would back him other than the, other than the band that backed the other acts on the show. So the promoter got a local band to back Chuck Berry. Anyhow, we drive down there nonstop. We get there the night before, torrential rain, storms, 70 mile an hour winds, everything. The morning comes, it's still raining. The field where they were gonna do this show is mud drenched and it's just terrible. The promoter's getting worried. Finally at about, so we have no sound check at about three or four o'clock, the weather starts clearing. They pour hay all over the field and the sun comes out and the promoter was very worried. There was no advanced ticket sales. All of a sudden people come in by the thousands. There ended up being about 18 or 19,000 people there that night. So Whoa. we get on, we do our thing. We back the acts we're supposed to back. And all of a sudden Chuck Berry drives up in his car which is what he always did. He never had an entourage. He just, he drove up in his car. He got, and I saw him tapping on the dashboard of the car and kind of, kind of watching us. We were on the stage with Freddie Cannon. The promoter takes him in the dressing room, probably to get paid because that's what always happened back then. That's the way he wanted it. And anyhow, after the show, and I had met the guys that were going to back Chuck Berry. They were all excited. They had their family there and friends. Their big, big chance to back, you know, the, uh, the godfather of rock and roll, Chuck Berry. We're done. We get off the stage. We're going to watch Chuck Berry. The promoter comes up to me all of a sudden in a big tizzy says, Tommy, Tommy, you've got to back Chuck Berry. Chuck, Chuck wants you to back him because he said, you guys know how to boogie. 
And ah. oh yeah, so it ended up being one of the greatest nights of my life at that point. I backed him many times after that since, but that was a real special one. But I felt very sorry for that poor band that didn't get to do it because they were they stood there and they didn't get to go on stage with Chuck. But that's my Chuck Berry story, you know. So, so when something like that happens and you've never played with him before, how does that work? Well, that works like, you know, I, I saw there was a movie called Hail, Hail, Rock and Roll. Have you ever seen that one? No. You, you should watch it. Great movie. It's a whole, it was Chuck Berry's 60th birthday and Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones was the musical director for it. And they had, a, there's a lot of backstage problems with that too because and bruce springsteen wants back chuck berry and he, and he said in a in a little tv thing he goes up to chuck this is before bruce was big he said so chuck what songs are we going to play and he says we're going to play some chuck berry songs you know that's what he says and you, you just had to be ready you got to know his songs and he stomps his foot and you go and my band is my bands are always good we're honed you know we know that kind of stuff yeah. so I didn't ask him anything. We just went out and, and we just went out and did it. And if you're if you're good at your craft and and you know what you're doing, you can you can pull it off. So you just the, hang just, on and go for the ride. <laughs> you just hang on. Hang on. Here we go. You know, so anyhow, that's what even, that's what happened on that. Many, many other stories. I spent a lot of years with Chubby Checker, learned a lot from that man because all these guys were great, great entertainers and they really cared about their audience. You know, that's something I don't see maybe as much today. Sometimes I should say so. Anyhow, I, I go back to, to to doing what we do. And this particular show, it's going to be a legends to the legends of rock and roll, mostly focusing on Chuck Berry, Buddy Holly and Little Richard, who I also play with. I never played, never saw Buddy Holly because he died so, so early. And we're going to throw a few other things in there. So it's going to it's going to be real exciting. So we do things. You know, we're doing a tribute to those guys, but at the same time, we kind of put our own little spin on things and have a have a great time with the audience. It sounds like it sounds like there's going to be some dancing in the aisles. Oh, yeah. No, not that. Not just in the aisles on a stage. You know, we, <laughs> we, may, we might have a few lucky people get up there and and, uh, and do their thing. You know, I get out. I get out there in the crowd. I do things. It, it's fun. It's a good time. That sounds wonderful. You also mentioned quite quickly. Did you did you back the monkeys at one point? It, it wasn't the, the full band, the monkeys, but I did mostly shows with sometimes with Mickey Dolan solo and also Davy Jones of the monkeys. And Davy passed on a while ago. So, yeah, but I was on many shows when they did their reunion tour with the whole group together. Now, I think what well, there's only one left, right? If I'm, yeah, if I'm I think not mistaken. So. Yeah. I think so. I think we just lost one at the end of 2021. Yeah. And I've worked, I mean, of that era, 50s, 60s, some 70s, I've worked with really every, all the girl groups, you know, Phil Spector's group, the Crystal, the Ronettes, you know, she just, she just passed away. The Shirelles, Shangri-La, I mean, all the, all the girl groups, I backed all of them. I backed all the, all the solo male acts, female acts, a lot of them. So, you know, it's, it's, it was a learning experience. So you always have to be on your toes, you know, and I talked about my son earlier, who's the drummer for Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath. He actually started playing with me on shows like this when he was 11 years old. Oh my I goodness. One of the first big shows. He was 11. Can you imagine 11 years old? Usually you're playing with video games. He had to go out there and back Davy Jones, Martha Reeves, Lou Christie, all these different, all these different groups, you know, and they, you know, Little Anthony and the Imperials, all these groups had musical directors and singers. And there was a lot for a young kid to handle, but he did it. And that's that kind of got him to, 
to where he is today. So I'm pr- I'm proud of him for that. And well, yeah, for our audience, can you explain how bad it can be if you don't have a good drummer? I mean, that's a lot of pressure for an 11 year old. And maybe our audience doesn't realize how essential a drummer is. Oh my God! Oh, drummer! I mean, imagine you're driving a train or driving a plane. That's what the drummer does. He's driving that engine. Without him, you're nothing. Without you know. I shouldn't say, especially in rock and roll, in anything, really, you know, you can play, you can play soft jazz and you still can play with fire and passion and, and all of that. So that's what, no, the drummer's got to be there and everybody else, the drummer's kind of in the way is like an orchestra leader. He's got to lead that band into the starts and the stops and, and, and keep it pumping. And you'll see that with my band, when, you know, we break it down and, and you, you, you can feel that boogie. That's what Chuck Berry felt that night, you know, 30 yeah. years ago. He felt it on that stage. And that's, you know, that's, you can't get a better compliment than that. So what was their reaction when they saw this 11 year old kid was going to be driving the band? Oh, it was, it was bad. And back then he had, you know, he had braces on. So these acts, Oh my God, this kid, you know, do you remember Wolfman Jack, the famous DJ? Yeah. We did many tours with him. He was the nicest man. And, you know, he told, he told my son back, man, someday you're going to make it big Tommy, because you, you know, you got it. They were actually very great with him. At first, when you see somebody that young, you get worried, right? But once they saw what he's he's about. In fact, somebody sent me a little clip yesterday of a drummer. He seemed like he was about seven years old on Ellen DeGeneres, you know, and it reminded me of my son at that age. I mean, yeah, I mean, I know it's all about, you know, learning, teaching and learning and education and all that. But once in a while, there's a few of us that just have that, you know, whatever that special oh. thing is, you know, whether it be athletics or, or music or science or whatever you're into, you just, you just have that knack that I think somebody above gives us. I agree. I agree. I think some, some of us were just born to do something that we just come out that way and luck, lucky him. He had you to help shape him. And it sounds like he's doing quite well if he's playing with Ozzy. Yeah. Well, he says, he, sometimes he says in the interviews, he says it as a, as kind of a joke, but I don't know if you ever saw the movie Whiplash. Did you ever see that movie? It was, it was, so. it was, it was, it won a lot of independent awards, but it was a movie about a college music teacher and a drummer and a drummer. And that was the name of the song they were working on Whiplash. And he was very, very, very hard on that drummer. And my son brings that up. You ever see that movie Whiplash? Well, that's nothing compared to what my dad put me through. I was a disciplinary, but at the same time, he wanted that, that push. I call it a love shove. You know, yeah. when, you know, I didn't have to push him to want it. He wanted it. That's, that's you know, when parents, I, I don't think any parent should like, you got to do this. You got to practice because when you're forcing them to do it, it doesn't work that way, but he wanted that. So and I guess that's what I mean. You know, it's like you, you're an artistic developer, right? You do what you do. And I'm sure you love what you do. And that's what, that's what keeps you going every day is, yeah. is, you know, you, you love your passion and you do it and you, and you put these shows together. That sounds like fun what you do, by the way. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and thank you so much. In business, right? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going through major withdrawal symptoms. <laughs> Oh, tell me about it. I mean, the, the first, the, what was the first year of, of COVID? 20 t- March, we closed March of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at that, at that point, I think I had about 42 shows on the books all wiped out, you know, at that time. So, yep. 
anyhow. And by the way, some lucky people, when they, if they come to the show early, can I, can I park the tour bus right in front of your place again? Can we yeah. do that? Yeah. That's where it's going to be. You come knock on the bus and we're going to say hello and we'll give you your CD right from there. How's that sound? All right. Okay. And some, a few special people will get a little, a little tour of the tour bus. Tour of the tour bus. Oh, yeah. this is going to be fun. Oh, it's going to be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sitting here and I have to think what date you're coming in. March 26th, I believe. Saturday, March 26th and 730 is the show, right? Yep. And we've got a, we've got one of my good friends. His name's Matt Lentini. He's got a great little band called Doing Time. And they're going to come out and do the first 15 minutes. And then there's going to be oh. no break. And we're going to come out and we're going to we're going to hit it right from there. That's what's going to happen. Sounds so good. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a good night. Got a lot of friends. We haven't played in the area all that much lately because we we do a lot of out of town dates. And the night before, we're coming from I think somewhere in Ohio, and then we're come we're gonna come straight to your place, set up, do sound check, do our thing, and and come out and burn it up. <laughs> That's okay. In, in, a, in a good way. I always say I like it when they blow the roof off the dump. Oh, that's um, it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good night. That's so let great. me ask you, I, I, I know I'm going to talk to Amanda about the stage. Does she handle the sound and everything? Yep. Amanda does Herself? the sound and lights. Wow. And she she can also pop the popcorn, sell the tickets. There's not much Amanda can't do, okay. including changing the marquee. So, yeah. Yeah. She's, oh she's our yeah. number one go-to. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, you know what, people yeah. that multitask, I love them because guess what? They're hard hard workers and do whatever it takes. And that's, that's what it is. You know, the, the easy part for us is once we're on stage and do our thing, that's the easy part. The hard part is the preparation, right? Getting yep. there, yep. rehearsing, making sure driving in blizzards and hopefully, hopefully not a bus breakdown. Right. But that happens. Well, that hopefully happens. good weather, good weather. Hopefully we'll put out the good too. weather vibes. Yeah. Right. Right. Yes, well, we, we should be weather. safe. We should be saved by then. I hope. Here's hoping. I don't trust anything in Michigan, but when it comes to the weather. No, I actually we'll saw, put a those out. Your, I saw a picture on your website. I was looking and it, everybody had candles. Was that was that a different theater, though? Yeah, that was a different theater. Yeah, but it was it was cool with the picture. You know, the, the power went out and everybody had their lighters on, you know. So and some of these and I'm sure your theater is the same acoustically. You could almost do a show without microphones. Ours is that way because it was built in 1941 as a movie theater. And so it has that that shape to it so that it's narrower at the front. Right. And to help because in 1941, their speaker system wasn't that sophisticated. So right. they used the architecture as much as possible. So, yeah, we have a very live house. It's very, very mm-hmm. live, but it's great. And the best part about it is there will be 295 people. That's how many we can see, but it will feel very intimate. And, right. Uh, oh, I love that. Yeah, love yeah that's yeah. the best. I remember doing a show the f- first time ever. I did a show with Ray Charles. That's another story I'll tell you on the next time. But <laughs> but he came out there and you know how all the sound man, this is a, b- a big show. They all want all the big microphones everywhere on every horn. He wanted yes. one microphone for himself and one microphone in front for the soloist. And I thought, this guy's crazy. It's never going to work. But guess what? It sounded beautiful in this big hall slash theater. So 
that's the way to go. Sometimes less is more, and our theater is one of those places. Yeah, definitely, less is, less is best sometimes. So, so yeah, we want to knock the roof off the place, but we we don't we won't we don't want them to have <laughs> to wear earplugs either. So yes, yes. Yeah. Well, it has been great talking to you. Thank you so much for taking time out. And thank, look thank very you for forward having, to seeing you in person. Yep, thank you for having me. So get ready and get that parking spot ready for you, for us. And we're going to have a good time on March 26, 730, free CDs to everybody that walks in that door. So maybe put that on the website, if you would. We will. We'll get that word out. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. We'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the PIX Podcast. To learn more about upcoming shows and events, visit www.centerforthearts.lapeer.org.